listening to the Seven Rivers Student Ministry Podcast. We believe that all students are lovable through a relationship with Jesus. If you'd like to know more about our ministry, you can visit us at www.sevenrivers.org backslash students. This is the place where we talk about the spilt milk of parenting teenagers. 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 I'm Mikey Puckett. I'm Jason Wayhead. Whoa. Oh. Another switch up. Where is Sarah? Where? We, she, did we fire her? She's, in a, she's still writing her book in Antarctica? I think she is. <laughs> she Better she be a- some book. She asked for another. <laughs> yeah, it better be really good. All right, we're over here. We're over here keeping things afloat without you, Sarah. So get your get yourself back to the states. Okay. Yeah. At yeah. least get into America. So. Yeah. Hopefully she's still alive. I haven't heard from her. Yeah. So we'll I'll see. I'm, I wonder if they have good service out there. You know. Yeah, I don't. I don't think so. <laughs> so. Uh, you know, is it sad that I actually don't know where Antarctica is? It's like. Is it north or south? Is it, isn't it? I don't know. Depends. You know. Isn't that Santa? It's south, right? I don't know. That's <laughs> just north like pole a or south just pole. Like, <laughs> this is me being honest, <laughs> folks. This is me sharing. It's, it's, it's somewhere. It's yeah. It's, it, it, it's it, on Earth. It can go north if you keep going north. Eventually, yeah. If you eventually you'll <laughs> get there, <laughs> or you go south, south and, and you'll eventually yeah, get there. Yeah. So. so. Anyways, uh, we believe that all students are lovable through a relationship with Jesus, and you're listening to Spilled Milk Podcast, and we talk about just like the difficulties of parenting teenagers. It can be really hard, exhausting, and it can be full of shame. Uh, I know in my own case of just parenting in general, uh, there's this feeling of like failure, try harder, fail, try harder, and I call that the shame cycle, and it just makes me feel like I'm a terrible father, and so maybe that's you. Maybe you it's feel south. like a terrible mother. It's south. It's south, yeah. It's south. There we go. Jason, Confirmation. Confirmed. Antarctica so is south of us. south of us. So. Okay. Anyway. Sarah, it's time to head north. <laughs> <laughs> so start heading north. We'll see you soon. So, and, and, and so it's, J- are you okay? You alive? There's this bookshelf behind me, and I keep, like, the back of my chair keeps getting caught in the shelf because <laughs> I keep. I don't know if they so heard that, but it sounded like yeah. Jason just fell out of his chair and it scared me yeah. for a second because I wasn't looking at him <laughs> and I heard the big thud and I was like, see, okay. I spilled the milk. You spilled. That's pretty much what happened. <laughs> let's talk about it. Let's, let's, <laughs> r- let's work through it. Uh, how do you feel right now? <laughs> I feel very embarrassed. Uh, I might want to talk about the fact you that should. you brought it's, it it's up. It's incredibly embarrassing. Yeah, so I'm just ignoring it. <laughs> <laughs> I exposed you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, so if you're, if you're right now listening to this and you feel the shame of parenting and feel like you're a terrible mother or a terrible father, well, we want to join you and uh, be your teammate and be your partner and say, hey, this is hard. This is difficult. Uh, this is, we need Jesus. So let's do it. You ready? Let's get some Jesus, right? Let's, let's go get for it. it. Let's Jesus, chase after him. Jesus Kool-Aid. That's right. <laughs> Jesus Kool-Aid. I've never heard that before. <laughs>
sad that I forgot to talk about this last week, but with me for week two is Pongo. Oh. From 101 Dalmatians. Pongo. When I was a little kid, and we've been talking about like going back into our stories and remembering our little kid self. Well, I started going through my garage where there's like six boxes of like my childhood memorabilia. And wow. so I was like, oh, I'm doing this podcast. I, I should start. I should maybe dip into some of the stuff. And yeah. let me tell you, woo, <laughs> it, it is hard work. I mean, I was, there was moments where I was like weeping because I was like remembering this little kid that I'd forgotten. Yeah. And there were things that like, it was so good to be reminded of and to remember. Mm. And, but one of the things was I found this stuffed animal, uh, Pongo in 101 Dalmatians. He is a dog uh, mm-hmm. with spots. And I, it made me laugh because Trip literally has a dog called Snoopy with oh, spots. Wow. And I was like, this is so funny. Like, like yeah. father, like son. Mm. And so there you go. There you start seeing the fruition of your stories, you know, yeah. how they collide with your kids. It's crazy. But mm. Yeah, I just wanted to bring him in and show him off. He's very dirty. <laughs> he could use a... Pongo's been through life. Yeah, and in a sense, like, so every night, like, I would go to bed at night, and I would play with Pongo in my bed. I wouldn't go to sleep. I would just imagine, and we would, like, go on tons of adventures and use my imagination, and then oh, wow. eventually fall asleep with Pongo. And so here's Pongo. He's with us. Uh I am probably going to donate him soon. So what? So I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna let yeah, him go. Give Trip Pongo. Is it? No, <laughs> I. He's he's. It's too old. He has it's, Snoopy. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess I could, but there's a piece of me too that's like, okay, like, I'm starting to throw things away. Starting to let things yeah. go. Uh, I've remembered them again. I've come back to them, mm. and uh, I think that's also true, kind of, for our stories. Is is there comes a time to let them go. So Pongo is with me. In a sad way, like mm. one last time. One maybe. last hurrah. Yeah. Actually, I, I could honestly, I feel that. Yeah. Well, like, I actually feel sad oh. right now, like thinking about it. Pongo's crying. I know. I know. Isn't that weird? How weird is that? That's a weird, like, I, yeah. I just am feeling it. Like, I am actually, like, gonna, like, there's a, you know, there, and I think, part of going into people's into your story is like there's like this happiness and sadness yeah there's happy and sad both together at the same time and i think we like to believe like it can't be one thing or the other it's either all sad and no happy or yeah. all happy and no sad when we look back on our childhood but like when you start going back into it, you start realizing like there are moments of sadness and there's mm. moments of happiness and i think i think that's something good to experience as an adult again is to remember um your childhood and then to uh in a sense move into this spot where okay i'm gonna i'm gonna take steps moving forward i'm going to let go Mm -hmm. and let let go and not like forget but let go in the sense of like i'm gonna not be haunted by these memories in a sense whether good or bad and they're not going to you know they're gonna i'm gonna work towards a place where I can actually let him go and trust that Jesus has this. He's going to work through this. He's going to use this. He's going to move in this. And so, yeah. And so, yeah. And and I think one of the things, you know, about going back into your story too, is trying to find what Dan Allender calls attunement. Mm. And I'm taking this from Dan Allender. He does this uh, workshop called the story stage workshop. Uh, It's on his website. It's part of his school in Seattle. 
you can Google it and find it. But he talks about this idea of attunement. And so, like, one of the cool things that I got to experience as I went back through my old childhood memorabilia and stuff, and I don't know, have you ever done something like that before, Jason? Like, gone through, like, your old trophies or, you yeah. know, like... Uh, well, I think what I, like... Um I think my mom had like a couple of boxes or I like, had like stuff in my closet. Um, I remember I had a, a stuffed animal that I would, when I was really little, I put it on my, the end of my bed because I would get like scared when it was really dark. And so that stuffed animal was like, mm. um, just like there to protect me. And in a sense, it was like, yeah. So different stuff like that. Some old basketball jerseys that um, got to like remember some memories. You yeah. Know? Like I remember like, there were like memories of like when I lost the game. I remember like, like <laughs> I was like crying. You yeah. know, I was like a sixth grader. I was like crying because of like we didn't win. I was like, remember what that felt like? And I was like, why am I crying? It's just a game. But like I was really in tears. And there are different things like that where right. like you have memories with objects and you're like, you know, it takes you back. Yeah. Or if you've been to like a place that you haven't been in, in years, you know, like if you, yeah, you know, uh, I don't know. If you grew up in Georgia and haven't been back to Georgia in 10 years, you go back to Georgia and yeah. you like have all these memories. Yeah. You know, yeah. things like that. Yeah. Come no. Back. I th- I think I think that's I think that's all part of yeah. It's just the it's just the co- complexity of our stories. Like it just reveals like th- these things. Yeah, it just it, it's just complex. Um and uh, and I think each little either place or spot that you go to in your store, like where you grew up or something like that, or like a memorabilia thing brings up something yeah. in your life. And so I think in some ways that's hard to let go of. Yeah. Uh, and I think one of the reasons why is because I think, I think we can, you know, for me, I think to let go of something like that is, uh, I think, especially I'm very nostalgic. Mm-hmm. So like, but I think also it, it reveals like maybe there are things not yet complete here and I'm holding on to those things because I'm trying to find something. I'm still searching. I'm still looking for something. So like I have like six boxes of memorabilia. That's a lot. Emily does not have that much mm-hmm. of memorabilia. But I'm obviously, and Emily's like, why don't you just like go through it real quick and throw it away? I'm like, I can't just go through this real <laughs> quick and throw it away. Like, because I realize I am looking for something. There's something incomplete about my childhood that I'm trying to solve um, mm. in a sense, and I'm trying to look for. And so, like, in a sense, my memorabilia is like clues to something in my childhood, mm. um, to something of little kid Mikey that, why do am I still haunted by some of these memories yeah. and some of these thoughts? Well, and, and you know, Dan Allender talks about this thing called attunement mm-hmm. and in his counseling and in his story work, you know, shop. He talks about attunement, and he actually is talking about this in regards to parenting, uh, you know, or yeah, parenting kids. He says every kid needs attunement, and what they need is delight, and mm-hmm. that's what attunement is. It's delight. It's delightful attention, focus on the child, and I think, I think. So when he was going through this workshop, and I was like listening to it, I was like, oh my gosh. So like I, I grew up affluent. Like I had everything I needed. I had mm. clothes. Like not necessarily wealthy, but middle class, pretty standard, white kid white boy and I had just kind of all my needs met but one of the needs that I kind of longed for was to have this delight and attention and an attunement that I think when Dan Allender was talking about it when I was listening to this stuff I was like oh this is something mm-hmm. I missed yeah out on 
And it sounds really weird because this, when I say, and I've shared this before on the podcast, when I say things like this, I'm like, I just feel like I sound like a needy brat, mm. you know, but what, and, and so in the workshop, Dan talks about that too. He says people who grow up in middle class or kind of have their basic needs met, but have something still missing, they feel guilty for feeling like they're missing something when they, sh- you shouldn't miss something. You have everything you need for it. Stop being a brat. Mm-hmm. But I think there's, there is, as I go back, there is like a longing for delight. And so like, I think I have six boxes of memorabilia because mm-hmm. I'm longing for someone to go through that stuff with me and delight in it. Yeah. And go, wow, Mikey, you were talented. You were gifted. You had so many, or maybe you weren't, <laughs> Mikey, you were terrible artists or you were terrible. And so like, I was fascinated by this because I didn't want to just go through the boxes alone. Mm-hmm. I wanted to go through it with Emily and I wanted to, this is really strange. I was like, why do I want to show her every single painting, every single picture I drew, every single story I wrote yeah. growing up, even though they were not very good. Yeah. I think I wanted her to see me. I wanted yeah. Emily to see me and I couldn't let go. It was very interesting as I was going through some of the boxes. I couldn't let go until she heard the story behind something and saw me. Yeah. And then I could let go. But isn't mm, that that's interesting? Isn't that kind of beautiful though? Yeah. Picture of of what community looks like and what relationship looks like, and yeah. and experiencing that delight that I was longing for. That seeing attunement is delight, and it's being seen. It's seeing your kids. It's delighting in your kids. It's it's like letting them know that they make you happy. That mm-hmm. they 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 bring joy to you. And so that's something that I was longing for as a little kid. And maybe that's why I saved so much of my stuff Yeah, was because I'm waiting for someone that I was maybe missing with my parents, maybe a little bit of that delight to fully delight and enjoy mm. what I was doing. So like yeah. I drew a lot of pictures. I was a story. I wrote a lot of stories. Uh, I did a lot of paintings. And then, you know, I kept a lot of my like stuffed animals and things that like that these guys like Pongo, he adventured with me. Like these mm. are my companions. Like yeah. I want you to delight and enjoy, you know, what I loved. And so like bringing that up to Emily has been really healing for me because I'm telling her the stories mm-hmm. and she's delighting in them and laughing at them and enjoying them with me. And I'm getting to relive them and go back to those memories Yeah, and be like, oh, it feels good to be seen again. Yeah, And it seems so like I sound, and even saying this, like I'm telling, this is what's going through my head as I say this. And Jason, you can, I might need your help to help me um, think through this the right way. But in my head, I'm going, sounds like, you sound like a needy brat. Like you sound like someone, and I'm just like, man, do I? No, I mean, like it, ma- it makes me think of the times when um, like there's some, like for instance, Alexis's parents moved to my old neighborhood. Mm. That, like I had like middle school, in. fifth grade. Um, so like every time we drive to her parents' house and visit, I'd be like, oh, that's, that's Hunter's house. That's, right. you know what I mean? Like, and so it, we'd have conversations about like in memories and she's like, Jason living his glory days or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but like that kind of reminded me of that like scenario where like, you know, I get to tell stories behind each area in that neighborhood, yeah. you know, where, yeah. um, I fell off my bike or, um, yeah, I don't know. We, there was like five or six kids that had yeah, just would ride their bikes around the neighborhood and or whatever. So we got to share stories, and so that reminds me of that. So that that doesn't sound like, um, um, like needy or uh, at least from my perspective or right. like bratty. Right. It sounds like oh, someone's enjoying some memories, and there was like 
those memories aren't perfect, you know, like there's right. like a longing there, I'm sure, and all those, you know. And yeah. so Yeah, I thanks for sharing, Jason. I think I long, you know, one of my biggest like in my story as a kid is longing to be delighted and enjoyed. You know, even with Emily, like that kind of comes up as a common thing. Like, I'm like, I just want you to enjoy me. I want to entertain you. I want to make you laugh. Like my goal, like half my marriage is about me making her laugh. Like I just want her to laugh at me. And so, you know, and that could be attention seeking. And there are probably some like dark sides, but Mm -hmm. to that. And I know there are, you know, she brings those up to me all the time. So, uh, but I think, I think a lot of that comes from some of that pain, um, too, in my story of like, you know, just not necessarily being seen. And, you know, that, and here's the other thing. Listen, guys, like if you're parenting and you're like listening to this and you're like, oh my gosh, this seems impossible. Mm-hmm. You nailed it. It's impossible. Yeah. You're not going to always delight in your kids. You're not going to see them all the time. You mm-hmm. are a human being. Mm-hmm. And the reason why your kid doesn't get enough entunement is because of sin. Mm-hmm. And like there are particular sins in that. And there are, you know, the reason that like, that you can't offer that to them is because they are not longing. They're longing for a God who sees them. Mm. They're not longing for a parent who sees them. That's a piece yeah. of it. But the biggest thing they're longing for is a God t- who sees them and knows them mm. and uh, sees them and delights in them and enjoys them. And so like in a lot of ways as parents, we can sometimes position ourselves to take that spot mm-hmm. of God. Yeah. And so like we can almost like maybe we can neglect and seeing them. And that can be ignoring or, or not seeing them, or it could be in overseeing them and over attention to the point where you are replacing, you know, the Lord God. Like you are trying to replace this piece in their heart uh, that is just for the Lord, and you'll never be able to meet their expectations. And then they get into their teenage years, and they're even more demanding. Teenagers are even more demanding than kids, actually, yeah. for attention and delight uh, and for for wanting to be seen and you can never fulfill that to the mm. fullest. And so like the whole idea here is like, we want to talk about the things that kids need, but we also want to make a point that like you as a parent are not going to be able to fill that need to its mm-hmm. fullest. Yeah. And I think you should tell your kid that I think yeah. you should talk about that. I think it should be with your teenager say you should delight in them. You mm-hmm. should give them attention. You should see them. You should believe them when they share yeah. and have empathy with them. But at the same time, you should remind them, too, that your attention is not what they really need mm-hmm. um, and that they need to seek the Lord and seek Jesus um, and seek his attention and delight. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's found in the word of God. That's found in the church. That's found through intimacy with Christ and prayer. Mm-hmm. Like these are the things that you, you know, you got to show them the way too. Yeah. So not only do you need to give them attunement, but you also you need to show them the way. But if you. So, you know, what the last thing I want is a parent listening to this and be like, this is nearly impossible. You are going to wound your kids, period. Mm-hmm. You're going to hurt your kids, period. You're going to it's cause... It's going to happen. Yeah. It's gonna, there are no perfect parents. So if you're sitting here and you're listening to this because your goal is to become the perfect parent, you're missing the point. Mm-hmm. There is no perfect parent. And, and the You're going to spill the milk. You're going to... Spilt milk is going to happen no matter how hard you try for it to not happen. Yeah. It's going to happen in your life it's going to get messy and so we want um we want you to realize that but then we also want to give you ways and language to be able to navigate that and to work through that because what we don't want either is okay 
what's the point in even trying if I'm not going to, if I can't be perfect, if I can't yeah. do it right. And I'm saying the goal isn't doing it right. And the goal, so like the goal in parenting is never to do it right and to do it perfectly. Mm-hmm. The goal is to bring glory to the Lord and glory to the Lord can happen in your mm-hmm. spilt milk moments, your messy moments, your broken moments, and it can happen in your moments of success, of yeah. like doing it right. It can happen in both instances. And that's the beauty of the gospel yeah. is it over, it completely overrides anything that that you think would work against it Mm. that you would think that would be like this this is too much for jesus no it's not this is this mess is too much for jesus no it's not he's chasing after he's going to work through it every opportunity because in reality you know it's it's the lord it's his works not your works Mm. and so that's just the freedom in that so that's what i want to remind you of and so we're going to you know talking about delight uh talking about attunement you know, there are three things that Dan Allender says uh, that are, and he's a counselor, you know, in Seattle, and he does this story workshop mm. but that kids need. And it's attunement, containment, and repair. And so we're talking about attunement. Attunement's delight, um, containment's honor, and repair is an avenue for kids to have a way to, like, restore the relationship when they spill the milk. Mm-hmm. So when they make a mess of things, that there's a way for them with you to find repair is it like the like the prodigal son story where then they can, yeah they can come back they can come back home to you. they can be yeah. honest with you they can share with you and have a safe place to do that because you offer them delight and because you offer them boundaries that bring honor to mm-hmm. who they are but so we're we, right now we're just going to really zero in on attunement and delight and i would challenge our parents that if you so for instance like if you have a hard time giving attention to your kids mm-hmm. or delighting in yeah. what they do or enjoying what they do or if they do something for instance maybe you're one of those parents that if they do something like it's never enough and you're always kind of quick to kind of say good job but you could have done this better and this better maybe that's with sports maybe mm-hmm. that's with anything i would say there's stuff there the reason why you do that is there's stuff there in your own childhood with attunement and delight maybe you had a parent who never delighted in you that nothing was enough for you Mm. Uh, nothing like was good enough for you for you to fully just sit there and enjoy and celebrate your child yeah it was always like let's do like there was always like uh hey great job son but you could have you know you could have kept your eye on the ball a little bit more you know i saw you sometimes you know looking the other way or something like that like there's always a but Mm -hmm. and what attunement is is there is no but with it, in a sense, like there is no, okay, it's celebrating them and just sitting in that moment of delight with them. You know, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, like if a kid has a game and, you know, they hit a home run, like it's just enjoying that home run with them, delight, celebrating yeah. with them, like, and almost letting yourself unravel before them as a parent, almost letting your inner kid out, mm. becoming like them and your delight, like yeah. almost... And we do that. You see this happen with little kids, but for whatever reason, when it gets into the teenage years, it kind of disappears. But you see moms with little kids, like a little kid, like poops in a diaper, and they're so excited. They delight in the poop of their child. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm watching Emily, like our kid poops in his diaper. He's like, oh, he's so cute. He finally pooped. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, it's gross. It's disgusting. But she delights in it. And this, even the poop of the kid delights in it because it means everything <laughs> is working. You know, it means like, you know, it's 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 funny, but it's yeah, true, and, yeah. and and I would say the same thing for teenagers yeah. is to delight in them uh, and to enjoy them. 
Well, we hope that they're out of diapers by then. Right. But, no, but. no, no. Don't delight in there. You know, like, oh, it's so cute. You went to the bathroom. But to their appropriate appropriateness of their age. So yeah. Like, you know, if they. Uh, Although there was a, two or three kids that right. still wear a diaper. Yeah. We won't say their names, no. but. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. I might still wear diapers. Yeah. Maybe some of you, you parents no. out there wear diapers. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So it's it's a delight. It's an it, it's enjoying um, what they do. So uh, I think I think that you know I think a lot of kids are fi- teenagers are fighting to be seen. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the reasons why they're driven to sports. They're driven to performance. In a lot of ways, can be driven in that sense. Mm-hmm. It's doing stuff publicly to be seen and i think they want their mom and dad to see them they long for that yeah even though they like ignore you or they like treat you maybe poorly like n- not that they should treat they shouldn't but even if they're trying to push you away don't buy into that farce mm. don't buy into that lie it's not true they do they're pushing you away but it's not because it's because it's because they're at war with themselves they're mm. they're not even sure if they're worth being enjoyed and being delighted in but what yeah. are some of your thoughts jason um I'm just still thinking about the, I just the diapers, you know. I'm oh yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. You're stuck on on uh, one way. Um, yeah, I think that's uh, a good point. I th- I agree with everything you were saying, Mikey. And you know, y- parenting is a like I don't know what that's like, but I do like know it's an opportunity to shape your family story. You know, yeah. you get to take part, delight in your your kids. You get to celebrate a win. You get a mm. you know you get to celebrate. Um, you know. It's, things as small as pooping in a diaper yeah. you know what i mean or yeah. things as you know big as maybe graduating high school right. or you know making it to high school or you know yeah um different things you know you get to see where they're at and i like the yeah. point about the inner kid your inner kid comes out and meets your kid you yeah know, you know yeah my dad would always say i wish i could be a kid again so that i could be your friend Uh-oh. you know like that's like that's a really sweet thing and yeah. he said that to me we were watching like back to the future like uh-huh. the first one and one of the the essentially the kid goes back in the, the high school boy goes back in the future and is uh-huh. friends with his parents essentially yeah uh, and it's pretty sweet and i think that's what i long for too as a as a dad is to be friends with my son what, what, you know i want to be friends with trip uh and so essentially um you know i want um yeah i want us to be able to enjoy and a delight and i think if you are our kids but i think if you you're our teenagers i think if you are um you struggle with that i would ask you if you're listening do you delight and enjoy yourself not in like a weird way like not in a creepy weird way but just do you delight and enjoy yourself like what you do do you know that you're delighted in Mm. by your heavenly father yeah do you know that and maybe do you know that you're delighted in by your boss and delighted in it? Like maybe you struggle with that. And I know that's mm-hmm. something I can struggle with. Um, but I think that's part of my family of origin and part of my stories. I was going through, so I shared the other week that I was going through my boxes of memorabilia and what I found in them was hundreds of letters and notes from my mom and dad. And I got to read them all and I got to remember too. Part of the cool thing was to remember, oh, they delighted me. They did see me. Even though I felt like they didn't, they did. They saw mm. who I was. And so, like, that is such a great thing. And I think even as an adult kid, like, I'm 28, even as an adult with my own kids, I still long for my parents to delight in me. Mm. 
And I don't think I ever will stop. And I don't think if you are a parent, I don't think you have stopped longing for your parents to delight in you, uh, you know, and to enjoy you. Uh, and I think you are worth delighting in and you are someone worth celebrating. And so, like, that's what I want for you. Um, and I want you to remember and know that the Lord celebrates you, sings over you. Zephaniah 317, it says that God sings over us, rejoices over us. He delights in us. And, like, that's one of my favorite verses, especially when I was growing up in middle school and high school. I'm like, the reason why is because that's what I needed to know from the Lord. And so I think, you know, a great way to delight in your kids is, is to just be present with them and to just celebrate them when mm. they do something or anything. And maybe it is too to write them letters on their birthdays or something like, yeah, so that they can go back and remember, you know, how the how they have been delighted in and loved. Mm. Um, so, I don't really have too much more to say about attunement unless you, Jason, have some more thoughts. I, I have like about an hour. Okay, left. so let's keep let's rolling. Just, all right, so number one <laughs> out of one hundred and two, one hundred and two points. points. Yeah, um, <laughs> is. Uh, Spill the milk. Yeah. Um, and to, Jesus loves you still. Yeah. <laughs> clean up the milk. That's right. Talk about the milk being spilled. Yeah, that's right. Three steps to cleaning. And don't up. forget. Don't forget. Don't forget the milk. Well, we love you guys. You matter to us. And and you, uh, yeah, you're delighted in. We delight in you. So as parents, we love watching you guys parent. Uh, it is uh, a joy to see yeah. you guys parent your kids. Uh, and... Uh, I, we get to hear stories from your kids of how you have loved them, and mm. we celebrate those. So we are celebrating you uh, and the, the work you are doing um, because it is hard work, um, and it takes a lot. And uh, you are loved, and you matter. Full sins. <laughs> Full sins. <laughs> Thank you for being here today for the Spilt Milk Podcast. We are so thankful that you tuned in. Um, we would love for you to like and subscribe our podcast on whatever podcast platform you listen on. Also, if you loved this content, we would love for you to share this with your friends. We think this is valuable content and we want it to get out there. Also, you can give us a five-star review. That would be super helpful. It gets it to people um, who it may not have gotten to otherwise. If you want to follow us anywhere else, you can follow us on Instagram at Seven River Student Ministry. You can also follow us on Facebook at Seven River Student Ministry. And if you have any comments, questions, concerns, advice on how to podcast, <laughs> you can email us at srsm at sevenrivers.org. Thanks for tuning in today.